Welcome to the Splash of Sass podcast. I am your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live after show. Now I'm kind of wondering if that's code word for Fletch. Are they trying, by she won't make Fletch a thing? It's Fletch isn't going to happen? Are they trying to say this isn't going to happen? Because it's happening, babe. All right. Sorry to make it about me so quick. Am I sorry? No. But first, I want to make it about Shane. Shaney, I was thinking of him today because my hinge has been on fire the past 24 hours. It has finally been picking up again. Thank goodness. We had both been going through a little bit of a quiet time in the dating world, and I'm not saying that I liked any of the options. I'm just saying that they're starting to appear again. But honestly, this is, I'm, my friends say I'm too critical because I'll have like 20 likes and every single one of them will be a no. But you guys, can I just read you a real life example of what was on this kid's profile who liked me? This is an actual Hinge member. It says, the prompt is, what if I told you that? Dot, dot, dot. This kid, his name is Levi, Levi Jeans. Um, I don't want your jeans inside of, to mix with my jeans and create uh, baby jeans because of this fucking thing right here. What if I told you that the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea is that I've never let a garbanzo bean on my chest? <gasps> what? Oh my, okay, for anybody in the back of the room who's sleeping a little bit, he just said that he would never put a gar- let a garbanzo bean on his chest, but he would let a chickpea, he would let a chickpea, no, 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 that's the fucking, that's, these are the applicants that we're getting, okay, so when you're asking, how are they single, how, they seem great, how are they single, that's what we're up against, all right, folks? So I hope that Shane's parents are having fun in town, though. We haven't gotten an update on that for a little, but I wish that his parents could do a night out with all the chumps. I bet that'd be Shane's worst nightmare. It's like Brandy bringing her husband around the crew. But there's nothing more exciting than going to a 12-plus person sit-down dinner. Like, you just never know who you'll sit with, what'll happen, what'll be said, what food might be thrown. No, I'm just kidding. This isn't the housewives. It's the house chumps. Okay, so they could all go to Steak 48, though, and then, like, say bye to Mr. and Mrs. Shane's parents, and then the chumps go to high tops, you know, to, like, separate church and state. Church, Christ-like Shane, with his parents and at a nice dinner, and then state. The real state of his being, which is the devilish side. No, I'm joking. Shane is an angel. You're an angel. Okay, so before we get into Jeff Lewis Live today, I did, we did have a Vanderpump Rule star on the show, but I did need to say first in the episode, James and Raquel sit down together at Christina Kelly's party. Raquel is all offended that James said he regrets Rochella. Rochella? Rochella, Rochella. And she said, you shouldn't have said that. Like you shouldn't have any regrets in life. So you shouldn't regret that. I just wanted to say, 
I don't think that you get to tell people what they do or don't regret. You know, that's not up to you to decide what somebody else's regrets in life are. Or remember that Snickers commercial, No Regrets? No Regrets, and he got that tattoo on him. Oh my God, I had a friend get a tattoo. I went with her to get a tattoo and the guy did it wrong. He fucked it up. She wanted it so that when she looked in the mirror, she could read what it said. But instead, the tattoo artist just like flipped the letters in a weird way. I don't know. And no one caught it before. And then she burst out into tears and I wanted to laugh. I wanted to pull a jet. I wanted to laugh because I was just horrified. Like you just got a fucking tattoo before my very eyes and he got it wrong. And it was called in the tattoo was Invictus because that was the name of her favorite poem. So there's a lot of I's and T's. And so when I was looking at it after I was like, wait, cause he was like, all right, all done. And I was like, wait, aren't you going to dot the I? And he was like, oh shit. Yeah, I, I do need to do that. And I was like, wait, you literally forgot to dot the I's and cross the T's. I thought that was bad enough. And then after that, we realized it was completely fucking, it was just fucked. It was fucked. So um, yeah, anyways, getting back, you should have regrets. You should have regrets. I think that narrative, no regrets, is so harmful. And I so get it because it was shoved down our throats for my whole life. Like ever since AIM profiles and all of that, just like everything, everyone's like, no regrets, live life with no regrets, blah, blah, blah. And I get like the sentiment behind it. But I think it's the sentiment behind it is more live in the moment. That's the message of it, live in the moment. But you should absolutely have regrets like if you didn't have regrets that would be an insanely reckless way to live i especially as rachel right now she must be sitting there like holy fucking shit how could i say I have no do I, does she not regret standable maybe not that would be even more shocking but like honestly if you don't have regrets that means that you think that you've always done and handled everything perfectly for your entire life and that's called being a fucking robot, okay? And we're not ready for that yet. We are not ready for AI's takeover. So I'm just saying that, like, I understand the mantra has been driven into us, but you guys, it's actually healthy to have regrets. It's healthy to look back and be like, damn, I wish I didn't do that. Damn, I wish I'd do that differently. Like, when you look back and regret it, you figure out how you would have handled it differently. So the next time you're facing a similar situation, you know now what to do or how you want to be in it. Like, that is literally finding out who you are. That's growing as a person. That is what we call growth. And I very much hope that Raquel finds that in her mental health treatment. I hope they teach her regret are okay it doesn't mean that you sit there and just like play your little violin all day like oh my gosh what a life of regrets it's like every they expect everything to be in the green like everything 100 percent positive all the time like it's 50 percent green 50 percent red and if you can get more of the green hopefully you do but there's something to be said with being comfortable with negative emotions and negative feelings or regrets and things like that. Again, not to sit and dwell, but to show and tell yourself so you can teach yourself a new narrative. All right. We're just going to leave it at that. That's called motherfucking growth. Now, May peace be with me. May the fourth be with you. Ew, I can't believe I did that. But we are starting off the May 4th Jeff Lewis Live episode. We had Lala Kent, Mercedes Javid, and Shane Douglas. MJ will be go 
ghost hosting, <laughs> guest hosting, reality checked in a couple weeks now that Amy Phillips is gone. I do not really like when they say Amy so much in a row and they're not talking about me, even in life. You know, like whenever there's a new person with your same name in the office, in school, in this or that, like in any, and then you're like, there's another one of me. Like, no, I'm the original Amy. What was Jackson Vanderpump rules? I'm the best guy in the group. I'm the lead guy or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope they get some of those OG castmates on again. So speaking of Lala and MJ, give us a glimpse into behind the scenes of production, which I love so much. I love these snippets. So, cause it's interesting, right? Like what they're saying is so true and like obvious kind of in a way, but also something as viewers we don't think about. And so it's just fascinating. So basically the girls were saying that they allow cameras in to get all this footage of their personal lives, like not just with castmates, but solo at their houses, all this. And the storylines end up getting cut. So you give them all this footage that never ends up being used. And they were just saying it's like a little frustrating when you're hoping to get your story out. And instead, the editors watch it and they're like, uh, nah, we're going to leave that in the back pile of footage. We got bigger shit to fry. So, especially with Scandaval, that we may or may not regret. So, Lala has been trying to check herself and not feel like she gave so much and didn't get anything back. Like, she knows she got a lot back and was very self-aware that it was, again, like, this is what I'm saying. It's healthy of Lala to have negative feelings about it and be like, hi, I don't feel amazing about this, but I also know it will get better and, like, I will feel okay about it eventually. Yes, Lala, yeah, that's exactly what we're saying. That's called fucking growth, people. Okay, so also Lala was saying she doesn't want to be bitter or petty. So she drops this quote on us, you guys. This is a quote. Don't drink the poison and wait for it to kill the enemy. I was like, ooh, Lala, how Romeo and Juliet of you. Poison? Kill? Tell me more. Okay, so then everyone in the studio basically believes in karma, all of that. You guys, I specifically remember learning about karma senior year of high school because we had a volleyball tournament that you play the games in as a team, but then you also have to like work it and do the scoreboards and things like that. So it was our off game. I was doing the scoreboard. And so this girl on our team as a joke, when I went to sit down in the chair, pulled it out from under me and I landed like right on my tailbone and it was bruised so bad. I could barely move. I couldn't play in the rest of the tournament and all this. So all my teammates were like, Oh my God, are you so mad at her? Are you so like us little high schoolers? Like, Oh my God, she's such a botch. Um, but I was like, well, I did just learning karma. So I'm, I'm not going to be mad at her because karma will come back around and get her. And everyone was like, okay. That's very growthy of you, Amy, talking about growth. And so after the tournament, my coach always did this tradition where he had the bus stop at this big field with a giant hill and everybody runs down it and we all get ice cream at the end. I don't know. It was weird. But 
the girl who pulled the chair out from under me as she was running down the hill tripped and fell and broke her ankle. Like my little tailbone was bruised. Like my little tail. I always think of shallow Hal when that guy had like the extra tailbone, like shaking in the wind. It was literally a dog's tail. Um, but so mine was just a little bruise and she fucking smashed and fractured her ankle and everyone was like karma amy it's real and i was like yes bitches but i also agree with everyone in the studio that it can be very hard to remember in karma and believe in it when you want instant gratification like okay karma can we can we come now can we come now is today the day how about it how about what what else do you got in the schedule how much do i have to pay you to show up today ah so also, when they were talking about karma, MJ was like, karma, kar- don't say God, it's karma, don't say God. And I have a fascination about this. Like, I find, because religion, I went to church growing up, I don't have a big draw either way. Like, I'm constantly learning and exploring and whatever, but I am spiritual in a sense. And so I find it fascinating whenever I, I watch so many documentaries and all these people right before they're in these, I guess it's all of terrifying near death incidents, but in these documentaries, like people are always like, I didn't believe in God, but then as the plane was going down or as this was happening as that, I prayed to God. And like, obviously some people in a plane that might go down and pray to God, they still might go down, you know, and some people it won't go down. But either way, the fact that even if you didn't believe in God, your natural instinct, like, is, is it your natural instinct? Or is it just because even if you don't believe in God, like you just hear it so much that like, you're like one last Hail Mary. I'm so sorry that I've ignored you and talked shit about you my whole life, God. But like, if you are here, please give this plane a parachute. You know, like, I just find it all fascinating. I find the world interesting. Okay, so moving on. Ooh, I did not expect my rant today to be about Jeff, but hear me out on this. So Jeff asked Lala about the obsessive sex talk on Vanderpump Rules and how he wants her to be careful because the next man he wants her to date won't want to date somebody who's, like, talking about sex so openly on the show, whatever. Okay. First of all, Lala does not talk about sex that much on it. Like, sure, she's shared certain things. Yeah, and the Dawn scene, all I get it. But it's not like every single scene, that's what she's talking about, okay? Also, saying that her value would go down if she keeps talking about sex on air to the next man that she dates is kind of extremely messed up because, and I get it, you guys were genuinely looking out for her, but I just want to point this out that everybody has different values, right? Everybody values different things. Like we are all allowed to be fucking different. Okay. And so if Lala doesn't care about talking about sex, then that's fine. Like, let her talk about sex on TV if she's okay with it. It's up to her to decide what topics are taboo for her. Like, everybody gets to be different. And so for Jeff, like, some people might say that talking about their therapist or their therapy on on air is taboo. Like people would be like, I would never share what goes on behind my therapist walls or like with my child or whatever. Like you never know what other people's things are. So for you guys to sit there and like, that was honestly the most judgmental conversation ever. It was crazy. Like that was so uncomfortable. 
fucking let her be Lala. Give us more Lala. But there's never enough Lala. Lala, we fucking love you for who you are. You can talk about sex or you don't have to. You can do either and whatever man is going to be with you next is going to fucking love you because you're a badass. Like, this has nothing to do with anything except Jeff spiraling about this whole court thing. Like, it's so out of his control. He's just nitpicking about every fucking person and I'm not going to let him sit there and do that to Lala and MJ. MJ did this too. That was so crazy because MJ was constantly in Chaza Sunset. Her body's all over. Like, what do you mean? I've seen her boobs. Like, she's always like changing and in this and that. Like, what are you talking? Like, she lets the cameras around for a lot of things. She takes her top off. Like, I definitely, we've definitely seen those scenes. Come on, that has to be out there. That footage, roll the footage. Roll the fucking footage. Jeff Lewis, are you joking me on your show? You talk about sex all the fucking time. And not only that, you ask your guests specifically questions about their own sex lives. So now you're putting people on blast who talk about their sex lives when you're one of the people dragging it out of them. You are one of the producers, just like the, you said that she should be saying no to the Vanderpump Rules producers. Well, so should Megan, when you want to ask about a micro penis, should Megan say no to you? Or do you want to hear the fucking story? We want to hear the fucking story, Lala. We want to hear her stories. She couldn't even watch the Dawn scene. And I get it because it's a little cringe, whatever, but like, it's a fun cringe because it's fascinating to see other people's dirty talk. And like, it was just fine. It was like a 10 second clip. Like everyone rolled relax like you've all lived before we've all this it's not like they're having sex on camera okay but again we can graphically talk about sex every fucking day on Jeff Lewis live and no one's going to talk about the double standard contradictions there like that is so wild because Lala it's only like very short clips again and again on Jeff Lewis we talk about the shit all the time what that what it felt like such a weird gang up. And again, you guys are saying that it's to protect MJ and Jeff are saying it's to protect her. But again, just because Lala says it on camera and you talk shit behind a microphone, you think that's better? Like it's not better. It, we're all the same, okay? So like just don't ever rip her apart like that on live air for the entire first section of the show. That was so awkward. I love you so much, Lala. And I know Jeff, it didn't you didn't mean to be awkward and like whatever whatever, but like that was uncomfortable and I love you so much, Lala. And I think it might've been a boomer thing because thank God Alyssa and Shane stepped in as our millennial representation. I don't know if MJ is a boomer. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend anybody. It was just a strange start. He needs to send Lala some macaroons, macaroons. I'm telling you, it's this court stuff and Stu's soberness. It's just making him lash out in all these weird ways. And guess what, Jeff and MJ? We don't need mom and dad, okay? We don't fucking need mom. Who invited mom and dad? Nobody. We want aunt and uncle vibes, okay? We want fun aunt, fun uncle. What the fuck? That was so lame. Okay, give us Lala always and forever. MJ said Jeff is the people's Xanax false because I now need a Xanax after Jeff just pulled the biggest double standard of all time for my Lala. Okay, but also Jeff is the people's Xanax. Todd, Todd, are you still there? Is anyone, can you please get that on a shirt? Thank you. So speaking of family, Jeff uses a family messaging app and he sent Gage a message last night that Gage still isn't read and Lala uses the same app and says sometimes the notifications don't work on it. 
But I was thinking, like, Jeff, can you text Gage and be like, hey, can you check the app, please? Or, hey, I sent a message through Wolf or whatever it was called. It's like, hey, there's a message waiting for you. I don't know, you know, just to speed it along. So then he can't be like, oh, I didn't know. Because you're like, no, I texted you about, I don't know. I'm just trying to help after I had to go on that rant. So Jeff's going to be put on the stand. Him and Gage both have to testify. That's what I'm saying. There's like layers to this. This is very intense. And I'm sorry that they're all going through this. Honestly, like I would not wish this upon my enemy that I'm drinking the poison for so that they taste it. I don't know. That was a callback to Lala's quote. So we talk about Valley Girl Sheena. Oh my God. We had a few um, Vanderpump Rules sound bites. So good. I love a sound bite. I love a sound bite. Okay, what did um Sheena was like whatsoever? She would fi- I want to see her and the Kardashians hang out. I want to they I want to create like a uh like reality girls. It doesn't even have to be reality. It, I just wanted to be like family. Actually, because the Hadid sisters were on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills featured with their mom. So we can do the Hadid sisters. We can do the Kardashians, Sheena, and the Bella Twins. The Bella Twins. And I don't know what the show is. I don't, all right, it's workshopping. I'm going to workshop it because there's a writer's strike going on. So they need some ideas. Oh my God. And then we do the sound bite <laughs> of when James got alcohol in his eye. Ali! Ali! Oh my God. James Kennedy's an eye fucking con. Oh my God. During this episode, even when he was talking about Rochella, Rochella, he was like, in his interview, he was like, of course I regret that beautiful engagement because I wasted it on you. And I was like, yes. Oh my God. I love him. Give us James, give us Lala and all the sex talk in the world. Okay. Jeff, press mute. Fucking press mute and stop judging. That was, ugh, ugh. All right, I'll get over it. So, Pump is officially closing in June. Lisa officially announced it during the Jeff Lewis live show. I was like, oh, did she hear that he was about to get the scoop? Because she revealed it before they talked about it. So, at first I was thinking, ooh, can the chumps do a night out there before it closes, please, to, like, recap for us? <laughs> oh my god, I forgot Jeffrey's been sneaking out to make appearances all month. So he just kind of talks some shit. He just says, like, ah, oh, it's probably really expensive to rent, which it is. And they potentially allegedly lost their liquor license, maybe, and just, I don't know, a few more nice compliments. So I'm sure they'll be dying to go to pump, and Lisa Vanderpump will be dying to host them. Or she might Vander dump them in the back alley. Allegedly. Then Jeff asks if Rachel is still in a sanitarium. Now, I don't know why, but I instantly pictured her being in a giant, like, sanitary pad-shaped planetarium. Like a pl- a pl- like a big, giant sanitary... I don't know. SOS. I had to look it up, though. I was like, what the fuck is a sanitarium? It's an establishment for the medical treatment of people who are convalescing or have a chronic illness. 
So you know what? I think we should all be in a sanitarium at this point. I know I should for sure. So I think that's what I'm going to go do and get ready for tomorrow's episode of Jeff Lewis Live. Subscribe to Splash the Sass. Tell your friends about it. I will be back tomorrow. I love you guys so much. Okay, I love you. I love you. Lala, keep on talking about sex. Keep, please, please, please. For This is from pleading from the people. The people need, need Lala. Give us Lala. Give us Lala. Love you. Bye. Splash, 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 splash yourself.